Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, June 8th. A little bit of history today. On this date in 1968, authorities announced the capture of James Earl Ray, the man suspected of assassinating the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And on this date in 2008, the average price of regular gas crept up to four bucks a gallon. Looking at those pump prices this week, unfortunately, that almost feels like a bargain. Today also happens to be National Best Friends Day, so be sure to reach out to your bestie and let them know you're thinking of them. Now let's head over to the First Alert Weather Desk for your forecast. And good Wednesday morning to you. I'm meteorologist Joey Sovine. Starting out a little warmer, a little muggier this morning. We'll see plenty of sunshine early today. Slight chance of rain popping up by lunchtime and a couple of scattered showers and storms around this afternoon. This evening rain chance up a little bit today. High temperatures up a little bit. We'll be in the low 90s up even maybe a degree or two tomorrow around 93. Rain chance goes back down though. Just a small chance of a shower thunderstorm Thursday, Friday and into the upcoming weekend as well. We'll stay hot. Highs around 90 for the weekend, getting even hotter early next week with highs in the mid-90s by next Tuesday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast, powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. After a weeks-long investigation, officials with the South Carolina Highway Patrol say a Charleston County Sheriff's deputy will be charged with three counts of reckless homicide. According to a report just released last night, troopers say Deputy Emily Pelletier was going 73 miles per hour when she ran a stop sign and crashed into another car, killing a mother and her two daughters inside. This happened on May the 8th, Mother's Day night. Warrants for Deputy Pelletier's arrest come after a news conference yesterday afternoon where Sheriff Kristen Graziano announced the results of an internal investigation into the incident. According to the sheriff's office, the deputy was heading to a scene on Savannah Highway to help a driver with car problems. Graziano says Pelletier's lights and sirens were not activated at the time of the crash. Again, the warrants for Deputy Pelletier have been obtained, but an arrest has not been announced at this time. Deputies with the Charleston County Sheriff's Office say they found a military-style rifle in a stolen vehicle following reports of gunfire near a park in the Lincoln, Lincolnville area. Around 3.30 yesterday afternoon, deputies responded to that report from the Somerville Police Department about shots fired near Gahagan Park. Officials say they also found several pistol casings in the area, but no injuries were reported. No arrests have been made at this time. If you do know something about this, you're asked to call the Sheriff's Office and you can stay anonymous. A North Charleston man has pled guilty to manslaughter after he was arrested for a 2018 assault that left another man on life support before his death. Now, according to court documents, Ray John King, who was 19 at the time, was denied bond in February 2019 for the murder of Maurice Wickfall. Wickfall was hospitalized after reportedly having a stroke until investigators learned he had been assaulted. This all happened on Beach Street off of Sproul Avenue in North Charleston. He was placed on life support and later died from blunt force trauma, according to his autopsy report. Court documents say King, who you see there, and Wigfall argued uh, that the day before that assault, they were arguing about rent money. King has been sentenced to 12 years in prison. A newly awarded grant is going to revamp post-pandemic ridership of Carta Transportation in downtown Charleston, Goose Creek, and Monk's Corner. Molly McBride joining us live. And Molly, you met with Carta's board chairman. What's this money going to be used for? 
CARTA and the Berkeley Charleston Dorchester Council of Governments will receive a cumulative $1.2 million from the American Rescue Act. And they'll be working together to help transportation needs in the community. As the city grows, tourism increases, and employees return to in-person work, more and more people will be using the public transit system. Mike Seekings, CARTA's board chairman, says this grant will allow them to find inefficiencies in the system. He says they want to find out how they are doing, where the busiest stops are, and if buses are going to and from the right places. Depending on their findings, they could potentially change routing or add new stops or equipment. Seeking says they want to integrate transit and community planning and help people get to and from their destinations as easily as possible. 563,000 will be to develop downtown area and ridership, and then the six. 650,000 will be used to study route and bus alternatives for the U.S. 52 corridor, which connects Goose Creek and Monks Corner communities in Berkeley County. Seeking says the grant brings a unique opportunity to integrate community planning with transit planning. Live in West Ashley, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. The official start to summer is just around the corner, and as temperatures rise, so do the number of crowds at local beaches. So to help keep our beaches clean, one College of Charleston graduate student is at the forefront of a global initiative to clean select beaches in honor of World Ocean Day. Lauren Quinlan joins us live with more on what she's doing and how we can make or take better care of our beaches. Good morning. Good morning. Cheyenne Cunningham said she realized last year there were no United Nations registered World Ocean Day events in either of the Carolinas, so she decided to create her own. Myrtle Beach, Folly, Maui, and the Galapagos Islands are the four locations where Cunningham has organized beach cleanups. Today at Folly Beach, 20 participating organizations and about 150 people are expected to clean up the beach. They'll be focused on four centralized locations that require the most attention. Cunningham says although Folly is quite clean, on weekends and holidays, the trash can pile up. And a few of the reasons why are because of overflow and crowds. We're going to be looking at the roadsides, we're going to be looking at the boat launch, and we're going to be looking along the public beach accesses and the public easements where um, sometimes it's hard to keep the, the litter under control. Cunningham asked that people be aware of how they handle the environment and to respect the coastal ecosystem. Beth Otlov has grown up going to Bali Beach, and she says she's noticed over the years with more and more people traveling here, the trash negatively impacts the wildlife. Without our oceans, we're, we're really not going to do very well, are we? And um, a lot of the beach animals come up, like right now it's sea turtle season, and when they're in the ocean, a, a plastic bag will look like a jellyfish. So a lot of these animals are getting torn up by that. The Folly Beach cleanup will start today at 3 p.m. and the group will meet near the Tides Hotel. Now volunteers that haven't already registered are welcome, but they do ask that you bring a reusable water bottle because like Joey said, it is looking to be quite hot today. For more information, click on this story on Live5News.com. Reporting live at Folly Beach, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. A West Ashley man spent three months in Ukraine helping the people of the country near the front lines. Melissa Rademacher tells us how he and a friend are working hard to help the people whose cities are under attack. 
Peter Morin says his friends in Ukraine reached out to him asking for help and advice on how to survive attacks and help people trapped behind Russian lines. Morin has a background in security companies and the military, and he has been to the Ukraine many times for work. Recently, he and an ex-military friend went over with funding from their nonprofit to help the people pick up the pieces of their country. He says it's normal people who are left on the front lines to care for the injured and trapped people in Ukraine. He and his nonprofit team spent three months training them with essential first aid skills and leaving them with life-saving equipment. It was left to the locals to do a lot of this. And you have pastors, farmers, teachers, whoever, jumping in vehicles and running aid into the conflict areas, into the combat zones, you know, where they're being shot at, where they're, they're getting attacked, and they're just normal people. And it was cool because it wasn't us going in and rescuing everybody or being the, the, the great savior or whatever, you know. It was, it was us empowering the locals who were fully capable of doing this. Morin says he met incredibly brave and patriotic men and women who are continuing to put their lives on the line for Ukraine. He says his nonprofit, Iron Edge Ministries, will continue to support those people willing to fight as long as they need it. In the newsroom, Melissa Rademacher, Live 5 News. Television history was made on this date in 1948. That's the day Milton Berle's Texaco Star Theater premiered on NBC. For people of a certain age, Burl was Uncle Milty and Mr. Television. Celebrating some birthdays today, actor James Darren is 86. Singer Nancy Sinatra turns 82. The cartoonist behind Dilbert, Scott Adams, turns 65 today. And rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, is 45. Thanks again for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.